Lions. Six point eight, but yeah, yeah. I think what you should watch is After Sun. Hmm. Do you know a lot of people said that, that shit? <laughs> I thought it was good, man. Me, two people have told me it's, it's boring. I, I need to good. see it. It is. It is a little bit boring, but it's like once you get your head around the concepts that they're going for, it's like oh. It's pretty cool. And I like Pascal. How it how it and portrays memory, one of the best I've seen. I've never really seen something that kind of creates that whole like vivid like do we really know what's happening? And then you piece it together through like little snapshots, mm. but it's like not done in a cheesy way, it's good. And um, I've heard good things about Triangle this. Sadness, as you said to watch and Triangle Sadness is sick. Is it it's better than the menu. My colleague told me that he went to not to watch it today. That's a fucking great film. Really? Yeah. Like Triangle Sadness. Yeah. So I might give it a go. It's good. After Sun, apparently, it's good as well. I would watch Triangle Sadness first because it's more fun. And then watch After Sun after. After Sun is a bit of like a. You might crash. Yeah. So, um, so should we just do a little bit? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. What, do you want to speak about the book quick? Yo, 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 this is It's Not A Book Club podcast. My name's Ruben and I'm here with... Kende. Well, that was a pause. forgot, innit? That was a pause. Yeah, you're here with Kende. And Zach. And we have just read The Prince by Nicholas Machiavelli. Um, should we just, should I do this little synopsis? Yeah, let's do so, it. Um, the Prince by Nicholas Machiavelli is effectively a guidebook to being a prince um it was written in what was the beginning of the oh shit wow boy you don't have the stats the heat heat has been on in it it was originally published in 15 oh okay so you're you're Um, starting isn't it um it was originally published in this or the 16th century um just the beginning of the renaissance period actually and it follows well follows effectively Nicholas Machiavelli's ideology of how to actively actively almost lead a state mm. and it's almost like a political theory or theory mm. uh, it stems from political theory about the best ways and how to do that I think he summarizes it it can be summarized as just being part of free kind of like maintenance of mm-hmm. justice generosity and clemency and yeah it's it's in parts and i think it's in 26 parts and it's a handbook or guidebook that has been used from misused and used as a justification for a few atrocities in history and if you didn't if you if you guys didn't know um it's actually 510 years to this month since it was written wow if it like if it follows the trajectory of like being 15 13 as him like february 15 13 and him beginning to write this book after he was released from prison and um yeah so you should kind of like so what did you what do you guys think of the book in general because this is like a it's like this is like the one of the well the doing the like is this like his it's a Magnus classic Do you know what I opus? think Yeah a Magnus Opus I kind of underestimated How much of a Classic this was Like mm. everyone that I spoke to About the book um, Was like Oh you're reading that Like it was very much a It's like a sort of Staple in 
like you said, leadership, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, it's a bit like, you know, the book, what's that one now? Um, Richest Man in Babylon. Mm. Uh, you know the book? It's like a wealth management type book, but it's written like in the 1500s. But anyway, this book, um, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. I felt like it, it was pretty clearly written for a book written so long ago like I definitely didn't feel like I was reading something too archaic when I was reading it it was, it was quite simple it was pretty straightforward bear in mind this is translated so it was originally was, in Italian I was about to and, say and yeah. some parts were in Latin so it yeah. has been translated I was going to say that because I felt like um, because of I feel like with the whole renaissance thing because like renaissance is like literally after the middle ages which is fifth to the fifteenth middle ages, which is mm. like the dark ages. Mm. Um, and then you have the Renaissance which is like this quote unquote enlightened period, right? But what I really see Renaissance is it's like I just see it as fucking Game of Thrones. Like I just see it as like the Dark Ages but people just have like better clothes. Do you know what I mean? I just No nah, bro. No, do you know what it is? Honestly, like I What is the Dark Ages I, for honestly, anyone who's in the It's a mid, the mid, the Middle Ages, mm. also known as the Dark Ages. Middle Ages is fifth to the fifteenth, right? Mm. And the Renaissance was 15th mm. to the 16th. Some people say it's like in the 13th. Mm. But if that's the case, it still happened. The Black Bubonic Plague, the Black Plague mm. happened in the Middle Ages, so beforehand. Middle Ages is this idea of like Europe being like <clears throat> almost like seizing their power. So everybody had their own like nation states now, or kind mm. of in a way. Mm. And like you kind of just imagine like it's just a mess. Like the churches have so much money because of, of like spiritual manipulation also tourism you know people traveling all the way down to the vatican <clears throat> to Canopy cathedral all these things and i see <clears throat> the renaissance almost as if like <clears throat> this this wealth of like the arts mm. and money being spent in like because venice at the time was like this like hip was like las cool vegas place. isn't it like people were spending money like there's sex parties it's like it's an early shortage it's all these like masquerade parties literally well yeah early shortage <laughs> it's just a, it's a mess but it's like money's pouring in, in and out like mm. crime or whatever and then you get like florence and uh, milan and the Dici, the medici family like everyone's spending loads of money on art mm. because it's like that's the way to show that you're really not like build architecture like mm-hmm. building these cathedrals and stuff but when you think about where the money coming from, like it's coming from like, you know, pillaging in here and like going to North Africa mm. and like Turkey at the time and Egypt and like people buying and selling this and this is when banks were coming to play a little bit in like, mm. in, like um, Athens and whatever. So when I think of Renaissance, I just see it as like exploitation of the, of, on like on like a, on a mass level for Europe. Mm. And yeah. I see like Italy and other people who are benefit from this a lot because they have the historical power of like, oh, it's Italy, like, mm-hmm they have like um, um, connections back to with Rome and mm-hmm. like all these things and so and then I what, I kind of I kind of reject Renaissance because I'm just like oh it's like, this is that period and so for me this book was very much like an antithesis of that like he was yeah. basically um, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't like saying this is good mm. he wasn't saying it was bad but he was mm. just saying this is how you run this town in it mm. <laughs> like mm. this is how you survive in this chaotic place because there's no I think the, anyone, anyone who reads this book and assumes like because the way he writes it is quite simple and quite mm. elegant and very like straightforward and always from translation mm. but I can imagine it like if you're reading this as someone who doesn't know anything about Renaissance or quite little you kind of see it from the Western canon mm. and so like all you're going to see is like um, this is how you hold power uh, you can either like be friends with like this person and like you know 
bring up violence when you need to. Like, it's very, like, quite simple. And I don't mm. hate the book. I, was, I, I learned quite a bit from it. Mm. But I do find what it... What did you learn? What was, like, the main thing? Uh, for example, it's like, um, you need to know when to show caution and know when to, know when to show courage. There's, I can't remember the exact word. The, mm. the, the, the sentence was actually quite poetic, actually. The thing was like, I can't remember what it said. But basically it was saying, you have to know when to be cautious and know when to be, like, be courageous. Like, you can't be one or the other. And also when there's a good example of him saying, um, it's worse to not be able to decide something or like, be indecisive than actually mm. pick a side. Mm. And I was like, I yeah, totally agree. I like that. that. I like that. I totally agree. I was like, Indecision so being when it comes to life in life, like you either do or you don't. You can't be hopping on the fence. But mm-hmm. his his thing was more about like, you know, if you um, if you're hopping on the fence, mm-hmm. people are gonna hate you because like you you don't do the decision. And you just think you're mm-hmm, weak. Mm-hmm. And if you choose a side, someone might hate you, but they'll admire you because like, cool, you stuck with your guns. Do you know what I mean? So like, there was a few things in there. Like, it's kind of transferable to day to day life. But like, as a principality, I just like. Oh, I read it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I and also, just for some context, in terms of like why he wrote the book, right, and yeah. how he wrote the book, Italy at the time was kind of being, it was like being exchanged between like French invasion, German invasion, mm. and Russian just, invasion, and Russian invasion, and so Italy was kind of being passed around a bit, like mm-hmm. in terms of who was in charge or whatever. And then you have this kind of um, uh, family. I think he mentioned it. Medici family mm, yeah. and they basically like take control and are in power when and are in kind of control of um, Florence which is where he's from in it which was the epicenter which was the epicenter of like of, culture of, art of, uh, yeah culture. this whole um, renaissance the money period. everything exactly so politics so the Italian and state didn't actually exist at that point right no mm. no but he basically had a role in the um, state that predated the uh, Medici state when they come in now, he's looking to try and get a position of power and influence within that family. Hence why he writes this book called The Prince, which is kind of, by some people, it's read as a sort of job application to them to kind of say, look, I can be a useful advisor to help you guys keep control of the But he got exiled. State. So that's, that's interesting. He did. It backfired. Because remember, he was like, he was, impa- it was someone's advisor. Mm. And then when the Medici came in, then they were like, because as the book even states like if you move in as a family you kind of stay with the family you don't mm. let outsiders in mm. because that's when you become weak anyway he was like the, the family came in and then he basically got exiled mm. and he was like he went. He actually got arrested he got arrested yeah so. he got arrested for a year got tortured by the by the Medici yeah family. and then he came did, out and then he got then he got put in exile yeah. and then he wrote the book then he wrote the book in exile. but the thing is well the book was a book which was um, not I wouldn't say accessible to everybody because I don't realize that's people didn't, couldn't read like that mm. but I feel like a lot of people who weren't princes were able to read the book were able to well were able to so like other advisors for other kingdom principalities or kingdoms or whatever or republics were able to read this book so like for him it's like oh you're using like so people who use methods of like the um uh, machiavellian way mm. that's what was kind of like a a new brand or a new way of like of of ruling mm. so not to say like he he kind of like set a new wave of like how to to run a town or how to run to but his irony republic. is that like i feel like there's a lot of contradictions where he basically, by his own logic, he wouldn't advocate for someone like him being part of a prince's <laughs> advisory no, team. He like, does near the end of the book. He does. No, he has a whole section about no, being a, um, how to pick a good secretary. True, true. <clears throat> but I think he does speak a lot about di- or like uh, being distrustful of. Um, he says like a nobleman or like uh, people who are like 
or how to be in the vicinity of 100%. power and not necessarily in the seat of power and he speaks about like being um, wary of them and sort of leaning more towards the state and the people and using them as like your uh, militia I did find he was quite he was quite trigger happy when it comes to like using violence as a means to but don't you keep think, hold of power but that's I think at that time it makes sense because for me this book was uh, the prince could be just be used as a proxy for anyone seeking power mm. at any stage even now like mm. you you could you could argue that um, Vladimir Putin is mm. using the playbook to some extent of <laughs> how to acquire power and how to establish a state or a position of power mm. by um and that's just and it's just very interesting to see that and i can see how this like book has like transcended time and speed mm, mm. like almost like a playbook of a mm. lot of rulers um and like some from that lecture and like some background um reading nicholas machiavelli it's he's it's very interesting you said that as in like it's almost like a CV because I didn't I didn't I hadn't seen it I hadn't viewed it from that perspective mm. but now it's, it's kind of funny that <laughs> I could kind of see it like that but at a time as as he was writing it he was actually re- like relatively an old man and he kind of had given up of just seeking powers like a chancellor of the the period before the Medici mm. coup d'etat whatever he was and trying to try and get their attention he, though, he was in the book but it's funny because this book he if like one of the main themes of the book is like it's not for anyone of like currently this book is for a a, a, a prince to be like someone who wants to be a prince someone who's going to be a prince he kind of like dismisses anyone who's in current power because he just i think he his, the assumption i'm regurgitating what this guy said from mm. um the uh lecture but i think his understanding and his summary of it was this more like he was almost saying that how people are like how the people in power at, the, at that moment of time in like the early 15th 16th century were doing things a bit wrong and they were making mistakes and drawing upon the um references from the past from like the roman period like was it marcus aurelius mm. Um, Julius Caesar, I think he talks about. Ju- Julius, yeah. but he, he talks about Julius Caesar, but he he's, he talks about how yeah, he, like, why he's well. always going to fail. Mm. Like he 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 fucked up fundamentally in a lot of different mm. ways. But this whole just going back to what you touched upon is like, oh no, it's a bit trigger happy talking about like fucking violence all the time as a means of acquiring power. But I think at that stage of human history, there was like very much, and even now you can even argue now like this period of relative peace in the west was stemmed from one of of the worst wars in human history it killed tens of millions of people in in europe and and everyone just kind of agreed that okay fuck that was kind of wild we're not going to do that again and everyone and that's how the eu got created like it was from a period of bloodshed so it's like this theme of violence and he even speaks about that like preparing even in periods of periods of peace preparing for war i like that and everyone I like that in Why even like now that? is always preparing for war like you're seeing that <laughs> it's, it's just like it's i agree i agree you know Go on. when you say about that whole thing about being prepared i liked it because it was almost like like it's almost like don't ever get too complacent don't ever get too like lazy in your comfortability mm. and your like 
and it made me kind of think of the times we live in now and how like it's very easy to get complacent with the ease of everything and I think staying sharp in some degree staying like yeah. mentally agile was a mentally uh, physically agile just being able to be ready in some sense for like adaptation and shifting environments I feel like I respected him saying that I was like you know what he's like I rate that because it's like that's a surefire way to lose power is to be is to feel like once you've got it you're secure do you get what I'm saying like mm. you sort of have to have that element of almost like borderline paranoia when you're power in power because it's like okay cool I'm here yeah. but you're always going to be you know like mm. heavy as the crown because it's like you're always going to be the person and even even touches upon like for. you it's like this balancing act when you're in power you can't be hated and um, despised that's what he said at the same time like if you're hated um, it's okay but if you're both hated and despised it's like you. I think you, you couldn't be hated or despised but you, as in like and you couldn't either be evil or, or if you're were at the same time, it's like you're doomed to fail. Mm. Like it's a mm. matter of time. And I think Caesar wasn't despised, but he was hated. And then he was, he was killed. And then he was using all these examples for that. And it's it like this balancing act of how to, one, mediate your rivals, mm. how to mediate the populace, like the population, and how to, like, how to, how and when do you acquire power? And he, he talks about that's evil and it's like, basically yeah, yeah. it's like, do evil so that good should come of it. Mm. That's, I think that's his main theme. Like, kind of like, keep, be loved but feared. And you know what? Which is interesting. But even the, the idea about, um, the idea about one cart is better than a thousand. He's mm. saying like, don't, don't do, don't be that guy who does like um, a thousand. If you're going to like, uh, I'll explain it. He's like, don't do a thousand cuts at the same time. Because that's much worse. It's harder for you to kind of people to forget that. You know, mm. he said if you do like if you do like if you want to set an example, you mm. set one, and then it will be in the hearts of man for that of the people Perhaps. for a long time. But if you do a thousand, even if it's at the same time, it's gonna be very hard for him to to, yeah. to forget that. Yeah, because you're saying about how when he, he said when it comes to man or men, because um, men forget about their dads. Um, um, they forget about their dad's money. No, they forget about their, their dad's as quick as money oh, yeah. or something Brother, like that. It's cold. Men yeah. do not forget about patronage, um, but they, as in men sooner forget about their dads than patronage. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, that was and it's cold. Cause it's like, it's a bar, it's a bar. Yeah, it's because like, <laughs> when it comes to money and other things, people will forget really mm. quickly. So it's like, okay, if you do one thing to kind of set the, the standard, like, okay, if you, if you fuck with me, and I can, I can, I'll do this. Mm. But after a while, people forget because that's what people are like. Like, you throw money at them, you do events, like he was saying, like mm-hmm. you have a theatre. And that's what I'm saying, like, Florence was good at doing that. And the thing is, it was a republic at the time, mm. which if I'm honest, I'm not quite sure what that means. But the thing is, they said it was a different kind of republic where people get voted in every two months. Mm. Now, obviously, things were fixed. So imagine now you have two months of the same, put this guy. Mm. And in two months' time that same guy fixes it so he wins mm. so you, you have this assumption or even the the, the the people have this assumption oh well he must be the favourite because we voted mm. and it's that kind of mindfuck mm. mindfuckery like he like Machiavelli isn't against he's like okay cool like if you're going to do that then you know put Archer on mm. like distract the people make them feel like oh like you voted for me and then all these good things are happening mm. then it's fine he did um, definitely 
come across as someone that was considerate of the will of the people in this like I he think, wasn't just like a you know a rule from upon high just don't consider what the people want or what they think like he was very much one of like I felt like anyway he was very I feel like pro Republican in terms of like yeah, bringing so, the people in board like, so, but a Republican I'm looking at the definition now is a state in which supreme power is held by the people and mm. elected representatives yeah. and which has an elected or nominated president yeah. and um, rather than a monarch so that kind of makes sense isn't it it's mm. for the people it's elected by the people and then mm. that kind of gets but he said like princes um, or whatever um, principalities or mm. leaderships come into power by um, fraudulent actions and cri- mm. criminal mm. ways and illegal ways immoral ways which he did not against and the thing is that you're saying like he's for the people and i kind of like i don't really buy it i feel like for him he's like how does someone keep and maintain power right yeah and keep the people passive passive not happy if it needs to be happy for them to be successful fine mm. they need to be in fear then that's fine like his his mm. thing is mm-hmm. what emotions or what things i need to throw upon the people to keep them at bay that's what. That's why I'm I like, feel like. He doesn't pick sides. Almost, he's almost like this, like but, benevolent. No, but then like, he does speak about man. like um, using. He was quite big on like using uh, public like armies, like having the. No, he said don't use mercenaries. No, yeah, yeah, he, he, he said to have. No, no, but he. Um, he said it's better to yeah, like arm, yeah. arm the public, and have them on your side, than have them disgruntled and unarmed. Mm. Mm. And it was like. I felt as though we're definitely unarmed, bruv. <laughs> bruv London yeah. is unarmed. London, yeah, <laughs> trust me. If someone came down right now, all we have is Call of Duty. No, I know, I know um, a few man. Would you have on you? You know a few man, yeah, bruv. Well, El Mazenda, yeah. a couple dro- of booters. I could, I could drop a few names. Ah, uh, so no more. <laughs> but, 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 what I'd say though, I did like, um, so like, quite a few critics kind of look at him as quite a pragmatist. I'm dead gone. And basically, like. <laughs> They see him as someone who who um, who sees things like you kind of mentioned earlier, like as they are, rather than in this kind of like, which was typical of the power period, very idealistic, very like okay, in theory we should all be perfect moral citizens. He sort of saw it as okay, cool, man is flawed, man does have, um, you know, um, desire for. Uh, bloodshed, vengeance, all these things, and he kind of like factored that into his ideas about how yeah. how we lead and how we can offer a, a model of leadership that kind of does kind of consider like the fact that you know if you do have enemies within the kind of um, vicinity that you're ruling in, mm. it's better to wipe them out in one foul sweep yeah. and then move on with your kind of regime. Mm. And I thought of like. You and know, install your people. Um, football, for example, if you have a new manager and you've got lingering players from a previous manager, Chelsea, it's better to just call everyone, <laughs> get team. them out, even if it makes you weaker for a little bit, yeah. and then build on a foundation. Of yeah, of course. You've seen that with Man United team. now, like this, like that. Ronaldo leaving was part of that. Like you can't have with power. The power was of the manager. He's the prince in the situation, mm-hmm. and then you've got Ronaldo, who's like a sort of dissenter slash prince kind of in that mm. realm well, he's the rival he's, he's the rival of his team exactly right? exactly and then you get rid of him and then you can create something a new principality with you yeah, know what I'm saying that's an example he said um, if you're in a war and you side with somebody mm. you should never side with somebody who is stronger than you yeah 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 
that. You know it's funny, yeah. Like um, your your initial, even through like WhatsApp and stuff, your initial reaction mm. was coming across as if you loved the book. Mm. Now I'm seeing why, because obviously the football mm. side mm. of it, and I mm. feel like it's almost like a lot like. Yeah, but there's so many parallels you can make. And in this book, no, I mean, doing this, there's no parallels from it, and I feel, I feel like at first I was kind of like reading this book almost as like as it is. Cool. Mm. And then I decided to be like, okay, the reason why I like the the phrase about um, you know, be um always be ready to be cautious and always be ready to be like courageous because I think about boxing right like you, you can you can and, and like UFC you can really choose who you, what kind of fight you want to be like you can whether you want to go like on the ground grapple guy or MMA or do you want to go straight for the person or do you want to be kicking someone but it's I guess with boxing like you have to learn to be patient yeah and cautious like yeah, like doesn't matter how big you are how strong you are someone can knock you out in it mm. someone can hit you so you have to be cautious you have to be patient mm. and everything you've learned you have to Play with our cards right, do you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. But at the same time, when it's time to strike, you need to know it strikes, do you know what I mean? It has to be ruthless. And so, like, literally. And so, like, I was learning a lot from that. I was thinking, this is like transferable skills, isn't it? No, so I'm <laughs> telling you, bro. When I was reading it, when I was I reading it, there's a lot of transferable skills because it's like, bro, like, even this whole this whole thing of, like... So how, yeah, so it's, it sounds like it's speaking to both of you in a certain way. So how uh, does it speak to you, like, in terms of the book? Well, no, but this is what I'm saying. Like, I think it spoke to me in terms of things about leadership and like how to govern not govern but like I thought about bands and like so I'm working with someone at the moment who's kind of figuring out a new situation with her band right and it's like she had this band that was successful but you've Damn. got a situation no 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 I'll keep it anonymous I'll keep it anonymous but but she had the situation now where she's now going on tour Oh. and the old band were kind of got to the place where they were pushing at the upper limits of their roles and the kind of right. and dynamic of I'm the leader, you're the band. And I think they had to kind of be replaced because ultimately it's her business. And if you have a band where everyone's pushing at the upper limit of where their power level sits, mm. you've kind of got a problem because... People are going to start asking, oh, well, we've been doing this for X amount of years. How about we get this money? Because you're getting this money. And then it starts to be an issue. And what she's done is, like, revamp the band so that it's full of younger, hungry people who are kind of gassed off the opportunity, but will submit to the structure of power that is needed for it to run smoothly and not have clashes of, oh, but you're doing this and I'm doing this and you know this kind of questions and it made me think of what it takes to lead bands because I look at someone like uh, Miles Davis who obviously led n- numerous bands but he had John Coltrane in his band for mm-hmm. about three years you can't keep someone like John Coltrane in your band as a subsidiary not subsidiary like a not inferior but like a member of your overall arching band mm. Thundercat was playing for Erica for, like what he, that character because like, some people might not know so for example um, uh, like, what's so, he like is he because like, Mal Davis himself was a maniac in like in, in like, as a personality yeah and so like so you've got well, Miles Davis obviously a musical genius a jazz legend but then he was very good at choosing the best young talent and the best emerging talent in mm. jazz to kind of bring into his band to get different kind of textures for example he had uh, Bill Evans on kind of blue with um, John Coltrane yeah, and kind yeah, of Adderley, yeah. which created that whole modal sound. But what I'm saying is when you have a band and you have characters that are 
are pushing to do their own thing within that band, you, you as the yeah, leader of that power um, dynamic have to call it when it's like, you know what? I have to cut you off here because if you get any bigger, it's going to be a threat to my entity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Um, John Coltrane obviously was a great artist in his own right. He had to leave the band and do his own thing and become his own band leader. I think with what it made me think of was how that all works when it comes to, you know, um, creating things with other people and how power dynamics work in terms of, okay, if you're in charge of something, how do you stay in charge of it in a way that's sustainable, but also allows room for growth of other people, but you also have to make it clear that there's a power structure. Mm. It's it's funny because this book, well said by the way, mm. no, it's very well said. And just adding to that, um, Nicholas Machiavelli, he coined this, he coined this word called virtue, virtue, mm. virtue. And it's like, it was Latin that, and it didn't, he doesn't actually give it a, he doesn't actually define it any way, but people have defined it after he had written this book and meaning some form of courage. Like this is something called honor. Like one of the main important facets of being a prince is mm. having this virtue. But he, he kind of like coincides that with um, Fortuna, which is fortune mm. and understanding that luck, it comes into play a lot in rising to be a prince. Mm. And he, I think he doesn't put too much weight on that luck aspect, but understands that it's a big, big, big um, part of the equation because like any leader, you do need some fortune. And like a lot of leaders, there's just some misfortune where you just make the wrong step or you make the right move and it's just something happens that's out of your control and you just lose power. And um, that's a big aspect of being a prince, being a leader, but also this book, manages that to an extent where you have to it's like playing poker like there's a luck element to it but you can be a skilled poker player I was saying, right? you kind of make your own luck sometimes. You, and that's all and this whole book is you make your own luck in that guiding almost like shaping and shifting and like really like um taming that luck element of that equation or being mm. a leader and this book really plays on that but it's very much on this virtue honor like it's really like really big like being left and being seen as an honorable person and he says something in this book too where or, or i think uh, you can you can view this book as a balance between honor and fame where like when he puts so much weight on honor le vertu right and it's like you having this thing and it's like when you die like having honor when you're alive but having fame when you're dead so it's like this infamous it's like an infamous post um human was it post post um, um posthumous post posthumous mm. kind of thing where you can't control that but the, your actions are that honor kind of adds to that and it's at that time that's it's important but you, you can even argue now like when you do die what do you want to be known for right you want to be known for your actions the things you have done in your life but the things that you've done in your life at mm. this moment of time you want some honor attained to that you wouldn't be honorable you don't want to be see pardon alexander the great alexander the great right you want you want to be seen but as the irony something. with that example he left a trail of bloodshed but we think of him as this but he's a great leader but, but yeah propaganda no. but that's, that's what i'm trying to say like how do you mean as in like the name that precedes you is 
it's it's not made up. It's made up. It's made up by you, your friends. It's not made up. By it's not made up by you. It's made it's up not, by other people. It's not made up by the people that hate you. I'm trying to say. No, but then history is gonna remember Alexander the Great as a great leader. As I'm saying, even in like, his name, it, it, it's like, oh shit, it's gone now. It's gone on my brain. But literally, like, for example, okay, the Renaissance, right? Mm. People in that period didn't call it that. Mm. They didn't call it Renaissance. Renaissance is a term we coined of to course, describe yeah. that period of time. Mm. So what I'm trying to like, like exactly what you're saying, right? Like names are precede you they they're almost made up by not your enemies nor your friends do you know mm. what I mean they're made up by it's those who record the books those or the person it's who stories. sees the mm. the certain book first because mm. obviously someone can leave a brush behind them but then they might say well he conquered like the whole of like north and north africa and eurasia mm. whatever so, look, sometimes leaders do get named like like um, Thingy the Mad, the crazy Ivan the Terrible. Ivan the Conqueror. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, right? So where you're yeah, like, yeah. you're doing so much shit. Or yeah, yeah, you yeah, are yeah, doing yeah. That's what, And that's the thing, the book focuses on that. Honor, mm. like, being honourable. So you have that name. So after but, you're left with a level of fame that precedes mm. you. But Because you could see What's honour then? Honour, like... Not like, what's the definition? As in like, what's honour to a man that's dead? Do you know what I mean? Like he's not... It, they, they want they want the, the greatest title. They don't want to hear... Oh, it's, it's, it's meaningless. Yeah, you know, like, Ruben the Happy. They don't want to hear that. No, it's like, right, you right, want... It doesn't mean shit because mm. you, you could be a dishonourable person because he t- says it in the book. You could be a dishonourable person but it means nothing yeah. if you've got no fame. It literally you'd just be forgotten, right? Yeah. But if you've got the fame, it's good when you die but what does that mean? What does that matter when you're alive? So it's like this balancing that you want both at the same time. He mm. names like... He, made, he names Alexander like the great because he had the honor and also the fame after where mm. a name that just persists in time. And it's like he says that's something that you have to try. You're, that's what you're seeking out as being a prince. And that's, but like circling back to modern day times, that's the thing that's what everyone's trying to attain. Like, what fame? No, or honor. honor. I think people you think are trying to attain honor. You want to do the, you want to, no, now, now like, no, no, you want to no, be the morals. best, you want to be I the disagree. best version of yourself. Where you have a level on and that people no, see people want you fa- and people want you. fame, bro. But no, but the fame, fame is meaningless because no. fame only occurs after yeah, you're there, doesn't it? Honor is like, also kind of meaningless for for why? If you're a person in power, right? Honor is only meaningful insofar as um, you care about that stuff. If you're a person who's who's immoral, unquote unquote, and you just have to do a madness while you're in power, fuck it, I'm mean, just do everything, burn the villages, whatever. Let's get it all. Honor doesn't like you've long since like um, departed from the whole idea of being honorable because you're like, look, this is my mission. This is what I'm doing. Honor only keeps you in check when you kind of buy into the whole moral system of, you know, this is something that is good. Like if you're a conqueror, I don't know if there's really room for honor. Like what honor. Do you mean? Well, like honor, if you're, honor, if you're a conqueror. From bloodshed. No, honor, honor is opposite of bloodshed. No, surely. no, no. Honor, honor is just a, sub- a subjective term that people um, give you. Like, you can be an honorable warrior. I've killed thousands of people, come back and true, destroyed true. and pillaged nations. Like, you could argue, getting, get, um, was it Hengis Khan was um, honorable? I guess. Life. And he, he wiped out. Then we have he, to define. wiped out. <laughs> how, um, yeah, no, no. Like, of course. Of course. Arguably civilizations, but cities and towns, even. But he was honourable at that time. It was people see saw him as this leader. Mm. But it's you know, how you define honour. But I think honour is it. It shapes. It's 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 not this moral thing. It's just it comes from your actions that are viewed by others at that at the present. Like of course, because but and if but that's what I'm saying. Like if it doesn't, like you can do, be doing things quote unquote honourable, mm. 
But then if it doesn't lead to any some sort of fame like after you're dead, you aren't really known for anything. But then if the like if the idea of honor is shifting and we look at old conquerors as now dishonorable because actions that they've done, then surely it like it doesn't matter then because it's like say for example now the what what will be classed as honorable leader now is almost the opposite of what Machiavelli says where it's like he's like nah fuck being liberal Mm. like don't be a pussy just like just do what you have to do basically and it's like now we'd see someone who was is liberal like we can go into that whole like you know thing about like um, identity politics and whatever that means but that's like kind of honourable in a sense of like I think you can say something wild for a second. No, 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 no. I just had to just <laughs> swear. Andrew Tate, like, swerve around. To... What does that mean? <laughs> Feminism, man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Black <laughs> women. Oh. <laughs> you said oh. pack. Oh um, no, but like, yeah. So I just feel like if the um, goalposts of honour are being shifted constantly, then why should it matter to a leader? Um. It matters to the leader because it doesn't matter. We can view, as I'm saying, like it. It matters at that present day time. Like if it's like if Trump, for example, back, Trump. Not even Trump. Trump like, just kind of back to um, Trump um, was like, "Fuck Chris, all that um, shit. Um, I'm gonna do this." Columbus, right? He's seen as dishonorable now. Like he, mm. like he's now. It's like it was whole. We had the Columbus Columbus Day in America. Right? He's People, a killer. He was and a killer, stupid. yeah. He, he wiped out Native Americans. Babylon, Christopher he was, Columbus, he was and He did not found the Caribbean. He's Make stupid. sure we know that. Exactly. He's stupid. No, but it doesn't say, Chris, but at Chris the time... He got to the Caribbean his, and was like, his, oh, it's West Indies. No, but in his Fuck day, yeah. in his day, Money. he was honourable. He was seen... He was, he was, he was, to he was whom? honourable man. To, to the British. No, and he was a man. To his population. To society, like... Bruh, like, is, he was Portuguese. He was Portuguese. Well, Western, Europe and that. Exactly. Exactly. We'll edit that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> Zach will save himself. He's a joke. I'm just patching you saying Portuguese. He, he was Portuguese. <laughs> You're going to change the pitch. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it doesn't, bruv, that he, but, it kind of adds to what I was saying. Like honor only matters in the present mm. because later you well, maybe you might be viewed that. differently. Maybe understood that, and that's what and that's why I said. But maybe I did want to say or quickly ask. What were you going to question? It was my my question was on the names in it, like in the sense. Oh of, yes, he's his name, but even Nicholas Machiavelli. That's such a cold name, in my opinion. Like. <laughs> It's reckon like, made up. Do you reckon the name's made up? I feel like it's no, no, bro. It's, I, know, it's, I feel like I feel like he made it's it. an Italian but, name, like Marcus Aurelius. Mm. All, all really Julius like, Caesar. Julius, like all names, names are all, all, Cesar Borgere. All, like, all, but even like <laughs> that's, that's a cold one. But even even like like for instance, you'd be probably called like oh god, Kehendadirius. No god, Kehendius. Kehendius. That's Kehendius. That's not. That's not. Like third of his name. That's not African enough. Zacharias. For me, so, oh, no, but I'm just saying like obviously. <laughs> Zacharias is actually it's a name to be fair. That's yeah, actually a name. It's in the Bible, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's from a. So, what would your name? What would your name be? I can't. I can't name myself. Innit? Oh, so, so if I died now, like, what would uh, we'd be like? We should make a poll. Means actually, just. Go on, so, so, what would my name be? Oh God. Feed the ego. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Um... <laughs> no, no, but we're gonna do it. We'll all do it. We'll all do it. We'll all do it. No, we'll no, as in like, would it be like what you talking about? Like titles? Like yeah, yeah. Um, so like, like, because there's a lot of titles. There, master right? of. Are we doing all like sciences? Are we fucking... no, it's like it's like human behavior expert. Like it's always been after those like um, the philosopher or like 
you'd be like, I, for me, I'd probably mm. name you as like Zacharias, the musical musician. genius. Yeah, there you go. All, all, the, all like the composer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. Mm. Like, mm. composer's good. All, all, Kende, the, the craftsman. Uh, craftsman's like a bit. <laughs> you can't know. You can't say no. <laughs> no. I've been branded. <laughs> I've been branded. I don't what like that. Name, what would you name him? When I said the craftsman. <laughs> I said the I said the wood chipper. <laughs> what would you name? What would you name Kende? <laughs> Crossman is funny, man. No, 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 I thought that was quite cool. No, 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 no. It's cool, but it just gives me like no, market, the, like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Someone selling like their wares or something. The market. Or clean I like. I, like that I think I, me personally, I feel like architects is just a dope word. It's the just a dope word. Yeah, architect is just a sick word. Yeah, yeah. Kende the architect. The architect. That's a sick word, bro. Kendius, the architect. Oh, God. No, Pereira is Portuguese. We leave that behind. We, do, we keep your Kende. <laughs> well, that's your name, bro. It's fine. So, you, technically, you said you, you've already got a Portuguese name, bro. I've been colonised. <laughs> My name has been colonised. Columbus got to you, love, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Well, it happens. I'm a little bit dark. So, I, I can't listen. <laughs> I can't talk, bro. I've got Elliot in my surname. Yeah, that's bro. fucking Scottish. Can't win. I'm Ruben the... Akoya. You've got Brooks, though. Brooks is what? That's like Brooke Irish or some shit. Uh, no, it's Scottish. Scottish, there you go. Probably the same plantation. Ruben, Ruben Killmonger. Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a double one like that. <laughs> I like that. Only <laughs> <laughs> more people know this. Um, Ruben, Ruben the... Oof. The science. The green. The green. I like that still. I just mm. get like green vibes. Mm. Like, I call you a vegan you don't even know you're a vegan but that's just because of the clothes you wear and how you be, are the energy yeah energy the body. energy I yeah. shouldn't even know no no I wouldn't say so because yeah. I feel like you you know more than the, like the energy lot like, I feel like the energy <laughs> lot don't really you have to be careful now no, <laughs> I don't care listen I'll go there say it say it say no, it no, no. I feel like the energy lot there's a lot of fluff behind a lot of it it's like candy floss it's like it's like okay cool, cool. but is it going to sustain me probably not no no it's cool it's like I, I and that's why I wouldn't put you in energy crowd because it's like yeah I'll put you in the there's an intellect behind it so it's like okay cool it's not just ecology you know, crowd let me stroke these stones I know but ecology, no, 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 ecology hasn't got it doesn't do you know what I mean it doesn't make you the ecologist crazy. how about that uh, Ruben the ecologist I don't know I can't name myself in it so hmm. but on the energy how about the know? gardener no is that <laughs> The landscaper. That, that's 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 craftsman vibe. What, what? Yeah, 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 the garden. The garden. The garden is terrible. No, the garden is it, right. It's, like, it's been hard to say something, man. Let's move on. I, I've, I've said like four things. Yeah, yeah. I've, we I've said like just, six. Oh, okay, Ecologist. Okay. Killmonger. Do you know what I mean? I All know. those things. <laughs> Killmonger is funny, but um, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, shit. What were you gonna say? Kind of um. But yeah, no, I was gonna, my question was about yeah. um, fighting. Like, I think, oh, yeah. like I said, it's not really exclusive to men, but this book is clearly that. First of all, just if I get into that. There's no mention of women in the book, though, yeah, at no. all. It's oh, very, no, it's is, very um, biased. There's, um, oh, yeah, he does mention is. one woman called as as an example of a very good leader, too. Mm. Only one woman. But you have to understand, this was, um, he was born in 1468. He was in power in 1498 and he wrote the book in 1513, right? This was 500 years ago. This is a period of time in which women weren't... The, the perception of women was just different. wild and different and they didn't even see them as on the same level as men. They're sort of low-key subhuman. 
Um, so it's like you can't, Jesus. but you can I'll use a lot of. I'm joking. No, no, what no, they no, did? No, no, don't make <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, Cleopatra was uh, married to. That was a few. Uh, few I know, but in terms of history books, though, they're all. Anyways, cause, cause no, but no, don't. Not, that, not was, that it was mentioned in the book. So we'll focus on um, the book. Oh my god, I had a name. The name was Can. Um, Kathleena Schwartz. Oh my god, I can't even remember that. I thought Kathleen you were going to say Candace Schwartz. Owens. I was like, whoa. No. Yeah, in the 15th, 16th century. <laughs> Kathleen Schwartz, he, he mentions it as an example of a leader that was doing things right mm. and should. Um, uh, but as you're right, can they go back to your question? It doesn't mention no. Yeah, there's no, there's no women. And it's not really as in like, it's just about men in it, like how to be literally. Power, which is I mean, it's called the prince. So. I guess, but you could argue that it. No. It isn't. It could be. No. Um, prince is male. No, no. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't make the rules. <laughs> hey, 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 no, 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 let's not do that. No, no, let's not do that. That's not fair. That's actually not fair. I'm saying that this, this book can be used um, by anyone because it's just almost like a it's 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 gender neutral. Like you don't actually have to be a man to follow a lot of the rules you, to I be feel like to power. You have to say that. No, you don't. Yeah, you have to say that. I get what you're saying. No, no. As in, it's written for a prince, but the ideas of power can be applied to anyone. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. And it can be applied to anyone, and that's why I feel like that's why it's so accessible. The book to now, yeah, now it is because you can just. But at the time, it was it was more male's focus, and it's more centered about around. Um, being a powerful man yeah but I was going to say just a quick side note I do feel like the way he wrote it was quite clever because it's almost like future tense so like he's always referring to somebody if that makes sense like he's always referring to the future always referring mm. to like a scenario which could possibly be mm. and so if the scenario is even close to it mm. it's always going to feel relatable so in a way it's like writing a book which is very relatable at any period in time Anyways, that's some concept another time. But what I was going to say was um, about the idea about this book being like, why is it like, maybe it's just when I read the book, why is it that men always want to fight or feel like they have to defend themselves? Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe it's like this innate feeling. Do I don't know. Like and I feel like, huh? <laughs> sure. What do you say? I said, why do you always fight? Why are you, why are you always fighting? I, the thing is, I'm not even. I feel like sometimes when you say fighting, people see aggression and violence. I'm, I don't necessarily. It, it could be like quite passive and informal. Mm. Like sorry, quite formal, like emails or, you know, it could be a team's call. Like it could be. It's quite like a conversation or even like an argument, which mm. can be quite is can always be a safe place amongst friends or amongst partners, right? You can argue and be fine. But then there's obviously opposite edge spectrum where it could be like violence and anger and, and physically fighting. But mm. I still do believe that when someone does fight, especially in a safe place, mm. space, safe space, it's okay because it's managed and there's still rules. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I'm saying like in this idea of this principality in this book and this idea of being protecting yourselves and defending yourself and having courage and being meant to use it, I just think that like, why is it that we feel like fighting is the only way to survive? I mean, like, off top, I'd say because. And why do you like watching Arguably it? it is. And arguably confrontation is the only thing that that defines the boundaries of who we are. If that makes sense. Like if as for example a, as, a man? as a human, as any human, I feel like as anyone you have obviously like imagine you have like 
a physical boundary around you that is like what you will and won't accept. Da, da, da. Mm. And I feel like where confrontation happens is when your boundary clashes with another person's boundary. Mm. And then in order to defend that boundary, it's like, well, either we're going to have to speak about it or we can, or it's going to be a fight. Mm. And that fight, the, the um, victor of that fight. That's what I'm saying. There needs to be a winner. Well, because well. there fight, does. There does or, because... Or, sorry, resolution. Because even the book says... Uh, someone who wins um, understands resolution or legal resolution or something like that. But that, it's, it's about concluding but, that fight. But, but like to actually conclude a fight, okay, here's a question for you lot. Do you think to conclude a fight is to obliterate the other person? Uh, no, it's an option. But that's not the only option. And I'm saying whether that's verbal, physical, whatever kind to of fight. To conclude a fight. Is is to subject is to, to subdue uh, them? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's that's what I'm trying to say. I don't, I, I, dis- I disagree because like why? with a fight, whether it's physical or mental, whatever, there's always a resolution or a negotiation. But or isn't that just negotiation? Huh? Isn't that just subduing your you're adversary? Sub- but when you subdue diplomatically, it, it's it's when you subdue somebody, you're um, it feels you're, temporary. It, it's 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 not even that. It's like you you're literally. Um, you've won and like you're almost in a way kind of mm. embarrassed them to, you've showed your intellect you've showed like you are better than that person right so but if it's done verbally no even fight like when you have a fight with somebody mm. whether it's whatever there's always more than you can beat the person up and like you can completely obliterate them right but it's also an option of actually talking it out there's always, there's always other ways of trying to sort something out I feel like when it but comes isn't, to isn't still, but then sometimes I feel but like, isn't that just subduing them in a different way like because don't get me wrong like okay you could physically subdue someone like okay you know what and then you have like a fight mm. but then if you say i'll just talk it out you are just like almost like pacifying them but through the means of words which effectively just achieves the same goal well i'm saying like it's the achieving the, the goal of the, what you want right there's different ways to get there and like yeah you can go full force you can talk about it but then in your mind was what, what you want is the end goal right you want a certain end goal I mean, that's why you're going to fight with somebody because you either want to beat the shit out of them or you want whatever they have or whatever it may be. Mm. But then you can actually come to a resolution whether you want to talk to them or not, whether you just want to get what you need. Because imagine what you want to, you, I don't know, you want to take some guy's drink but he's fucking massive and whatever. You don't want to fight him. So you so, find a way, you might sneak around and do it. Like, So what would you think of the main, because I'm trying to, like I always do, like more of like a reductionist like explanation as as to why we fight that's that's a very broad that's question. what i'm saying it is a broad so question what so what what are the re- as in like if you were trying to think of the precursors of like male aggression like us fighting why do we fight why do men fight resource resource territory mates, mates. right so those honor, are the, honor virtue honor but honors normally can kind of fall under those resources mm. or mates right because you're getting honor to attain mate value or you perceive in the same in a certain way that you can attain mates or you know, like I feel like this is a right, human so behavioural alley-oop right here like yeah. <laughs> is that my PhD coming in? <laughs> <laughs> Steph but um, <laughs> but that's what, what if we were taking if we were reducing it and like like that well what why do we fight? but then but as you said there's a culture aspect because it but, could be it could be as simple as I just want that but that's the thing right like, I just want that drink I find like, it I always find I want your woman um, <laughs> I want your woman I don't know. I find I don't know. Maybe maybe like so my story. Right? I've been in a situation where you've done that, where you've had to defend your honor for your 
for your woman. This no one's tested me yet. Oh, okay, really? No, no, one's no, no so no one's ever moved to. No, in front of me. Mm. That always wouldn't happen. I swear that? Okay. Mm. What do you mean it wouldn't happen? It's embarrassing for them. It just wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't happen. <laughs> what? No, but I feel like I hold a presence that just, that just wouldn't happen. Mm. Interesting. What about you? Same. I've never, I've been, someone tried to move to me at an event actually that I saw a thingy at. Um, and I was with my partner and I was like, oh, cool. Oh, but I oh, wait, wait. What's but I've never. Was, I thought you meant someone trying to move to your partner. No, yeah, no, yeah. Someone trying to move my okay. partner. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 that's never happened. While I'm right there. Yeah, no, right. that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. As in, like, okay, you go to the, you go and get a drink. They're by themselves. Well, then I wasn't Sorry. there, was I? Oh, uh, yeah. But then, but no, that hasn't happened because no, it hasn't happened. normally, normally, let's be honest. A guy just walking to a room, sees a girl, walks to straight away. I mean, that just happened. But more time, the guy would be like, "Oh, that's awesome, girl." Blah blah. blah. Yeah, but chat to okay, let's say you're. You're in con- like a social setting, in it? Like, mm. it, okay, fair enough. If it hasn't happened, if it hasn't happened, that's interesting. But what I was going to say was, I always find um, maybe how's always better than why, maybe. But my question was actually, why is it that, like, why do we find it interesting to watch fights too? Oh, why? Like, okay, it's interesting for those who are fighting, but imagine the perspective of you now watching it. Like, maybe because I watched UFC quite a lot recently, mm. don't know why. But, like, I do feel like even with politics and this whole like the news and like shit going on the fascination, with, with, violence. The fascination of violence or like um, an argument or mm. I think there's something carnal about it like is it like, like kind of something we watch it first before like human. I feel like our instinct to jump in and stop for like maybe if this is for our country comes second I feel like globally though, because if you think about it, like even like boxing, I boxing. Just, I disagree because when I was in Senegal, there was a fight kicking mm. out in the middle of the road with these mm. kids, and people ran over to separate it. Yeah, yeah, that happens here as well, bro. It does. It does. It does. It happens. 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 On the tube, there's no way on the tube someone's gonna stop a fight. No, no, no. I've seen people. I've seen people like like in a fight and everyone's just watching. Yeah, that, that happens. That happens, but it does oh, but also happen. Do, All right, do, fine, 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 fine. Do, fine. Do, but, bro, people do break, break up. And we bro, I've, I think I've, I've broken, broken up a fight yeah, as well. I've broken too. up a fight. Okay, but actually, so even for example, yeah, this is just, so I remember uh, Nick and I were going somewhere and we was, um, there's this couple and we were this, like this white girl and this white guy and we were like near the circus here and clearly this guy was just like making this girl cry in it. Oh, was he being, like was he was being, being like no, and he wasn't here now. But he was being like shouting and being oh, okay. in that space, yeah. And they were clearly out on date night, but like clearly he's either being coked up or something. Mm. This girl was crying, yeah, like bawling. And Emma was walking past, and I so obviously like I was like I had to go over in it. <laughs> I had to go over and like separate. So I was like, what's going on here, Jamie? You know oh, no. Honor, yeah, that. Batman, <laughs> a Batman, literally. Bertie. I was like, what's going on here? So anyway, I spoke to the guy, and then my partner spoke to the girl. Um, and I was like, to him, like, what are you doing? Like, he's like, oh yeah, like, mate, you understand? Like, he called down mm. as soon as he saw me. He went, he went from a hundred down to like minus five. He he stopped being angry. He was like, oh, mm. oh, she's just, you know, she's pissed me off. You know, what I mean? mm. you know, I came all this way to come meet her. You know, it's like, oh, like tenth day anniversary, whatever. And she's like taking the piss. Blah, blah, blah. Thinking, bro, you come chatting to your girl like down the street. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, like, yeah. what, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? He's mm. like, oh no, no, it is now. I was like. To the girl like UK like what's going on mm. and then he was like bruv like she cheated on me bruv she cheated on mm. me thinking bruv like, if you want to be arguing argue at home bruv or 
I thought my friend like Nick was like to the girl, call, call your friends, like go home, like what that this is rubbish, whatever. This guy was fuming now. Now the guy, there's some other people walking past, and they've obviously seen it now. One guy stopped and was just watching the whole thing. He got his phone out, right? Oh, and I was recording. They got his now he got his phone out to record the whole situation. Now the white guy I was chatting to, yeah. He now went back to ten now to speak to the other guy on the camera and was all like, You better put the fucking cameras and knock you out, blah blah. I was thinking, where was his energy when you were talking to me when I told you to cool down? Because like it's come out of nowhere. And this is what I'm trying to say, like people Was the guy recording white? Yeah, he was a white guy. Whoa. But when he, when the guy said to him fuck off, he fucked off. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I see people fight sometimes or they, you just see like shit going down and people and especially in London just walk right past that shit. No, that is true. Also, do you know what that's, as well? that's the reason why I'm just I'm quite like skeptical. No, a lot of fights also are about feeling like you can win because because even with that guy Fair. i was i was going to london bridge like i think last night or night before and there was these two guys kind of going at it and then this other guy who just came out of nowhere who was kind of big looked like he was just looking for a reason to throw his weight around kind of got in the middle and was like what what, what? i'll bang your face right now and this man was like unrelated to the fight he just walked into the situation and then just kind of became the aggressor yeah so because he felt like you know what I can bang up all these men. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so let me yeah. just let me just yeah. get involved. Well, that kind of relates to Kenley's question. Like, why why do men want to fight? Well, what is his fascination on fighting? Why why do we seek that out? Because that guy obviously, he didn't have to do that. <laughs> he could have been a mediator. Could've, he could have been like a, like a Kenley trying to like yeah. be calm, kind of mm. reasoning perspective. But he wanted to to find something, and we all can relate to that to an extent where I can think of very vivid memories when I was younger where people just wanted to fight like mm. I, I had this one yeah. of my friends in secondary school just mad like it was always mm. on one like, I was always trying to calm him down because he just mm. wanted to fight and mm. it's like what, where's that coming from where's that aggression coming from maybe it's coming from testosterone is that something that's inherent is something inbuilt into us like, it's where very we, deep actually but... no but that's what I'm trying to say it's like what that's it's a very philosophical question mm. that I kind of like because I, I, like, I don't I like think it's it. actually a, bro, there's not really an answer because like, I think it's, it's not this fascination over fight but like I equally find like why do people like watching it? It's just like watching is crazy because that I think like, it's even, even like even like going to like a boxing match like you, you really see, see what's, if you really deep what's going on someone's actually gonna get mashed up. Well, they're both mm. gonna get mashed up, but like, even like so when you watch Tyson Fury, he's definitely gonna beat the shit out of a person. Like, mm. He's fucking like seven foot tall. He looks like he literally just drinks beer on the couch, but like mm. he couldn't somehow he but, moves like a butterfly. Because it's mad. Because there's even aggression. So it's the thing is like it must be inbuilt because. You see children seeking that out and also observing it and watching it. I mean, the playground. Also, kids play fight, the don't they? And play fight. So there's there's something that's inbuilt. But that's what I'm saying. Like animals fight, play fight. That's what I'm saying. Fighting is always so the fighting aspect could aggressive. be innate. But I'm talking about the fascination of it and then it it being viewed as an entertainment. That's something that's inherently quite human. right. Right. Well, or maybe uh, there are I few wouldn't... animal. There are a few cases in which. Other I mean, animals observe other animals fighting. Well, like dolphins or something. Primates, chimpanzees. Rotting stags will just watch each other do. Like it's not like someone gets involved. No, but I'm talking with about like in terms of like actively seeking out as a form of entertainment. Just lo- looking. Oh, at just a, fighting for third Coliseum. Like, pardon? Coliseum. Yeah, literally like the Coliseum. Like, but even you, like if things. You see children, things. Things fall apart. The cat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, sometimes like, it, so like it's what, kind of, what is that? it's like, not, I wouldn't right. say like, it's like place dependent. It's actually just people like, are they chasing a feeling? Cause sometimes people will just, you get like, for example, some managers have no, like aren't good ballers, right? They just, they can't kick a ball. They're not, they're not going to make it to mm. the top league, but like they're, they're really good fucking managers. Right. So like, 
Like imagine people who are really good at watching I don't know, UFC, but they couldn't throw a punch. Do you know what I mean? So like are they chasing maybe are that person that person chasing the thrill of being in the fight like oh trying to like so seeing themselves in there like is it like kind of, kind I think of vic- is it vicarious in a way I or, think thrill is or is it kind of, of just like yeah fucking no up. I don't know I feel, like, no, I, feel like, I feel like it's I feel like it's maybe something to do with the proximity to like death that we're fascinated with like mm-hmm. same reason why people will watch a car accident or like even that entertains us cu- no no That's it's a weird it's it's fucking true. I feel like people have a weird fascination with like, you know, seeing pictures from something really crazy or seeing what it looks like when something mad happens or like, and I think fighting is a glimpse of kind of that borderline between, you know, violence and potential death. The potential is there like in UFC. Mm. I don't feel like we're that far away from having like, you know, 60 million pounds to the winner of a, like oh, slap battle. Fight. Have you seen that? Death fight. Have you seen that? Have you seen yeah. that slap fighting thing? Death fight, bro. Oh my god! Yeah, well, um, with all the Russians and UFC that. slap yeah, slap competition. Fam. Just, people just knock each other out. Like as it's, in people's it's faces it's are like happy slapping. That's like a puffer but fish. like on a championship level, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, it's mad. But yeah, I do feel like there's something in that where it's like people do, you know, find the fascination with like proximity to extreme pain or extreme mm. something that they can't get in real life because obviously it's like within within the rules of how we live but mm. in this world that we've created we're fighting where you can do these inhumane technically inhumane things mm. with like these prime athletes it's like there's something that's like it's like a reason to do it now it's almost like yeah you just like created this little world where you're um, suspending the normal laws of what we do and don't do in mm. life and then we can like see it acted out That's on this little yeah, arena like the, like the, it's like almost like the purge but like in a bubble so everybody likes to watch yeah it. literally you just like kind of watch it and it's like oh sick it's but sick. then again it, they still have rules which are kind of which, they do of course which makes it human uh, but there's, uh, there's, uh, there's rules in war that's what I'm saying. Like, well, that's 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 something like on any scale of fighting. There's mm. always rules because in the day, like, what's a fair fight? You know what I mean? But that's well, we should kind of just leave it on that. <laughs> I was like, that, that was no, I like that. I like that. That was a little. What's, what was, what was that? What's, what's a fair that? fight? Shit. What's there? What's, what's a fair fight? I can't remember what's now. But what's the fairness in fact? Oh, we'll listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I that little crazy. Um, but um, so yeah, um, how would you how would you rate the book? <laughs> What would you rate the book? Out um, out there? Uh, honestly, I think it's a, I think it's a really good book. I think obviously it's been taken out of context. Stalin, obviously. The fuck was that? That scared the shit out of me. It's basically it's a little piece of recording from a previous podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, if wow. <laughs> I thought it was a ghost or something bro like I was like was really what's going that's on the scary episode um, um, but yeah I, I would give the book oh, like a 7.8 7.9 7.9 everything's on 7s nowadays yeah man 7.9 it's a strong book it's got a lot of I feel like I'm glad that I've read it in my life if that makes sense like I feel like one of those books where even you know as a modern man, whatever you want to call that, <laughs> as someone... Oh, God. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Not as like a... You're watching too much time to do tape, mate. <laughs> not, not as a modern man. <laughs> just You're such an idiot. Let's just clarify that. Uh, fuck that guy. I don't watch any of his shit. But... scared now, like. <laughs> but... Um, as... No, no. As, as a man living in modern times, I feel like I haven't read this book. You can 
take it in the context you want and there's a lot of gems in there i say that nice 7.9 uh, I, I, I agree with that i give the book 5.5 five. huh five. Yeah. whoa that's low bro well, why why that low I'm very shocked about that it's not sh- I don't know it's five okay 5.9 okay so I say 5.9 because I just if I'm honest like it wasn't a very fun read fair enough um and I feel like um a, a lot of it might have been lost um due to translation um because it, it mentioned Germany didn't it in the book it didn't they mentioned Germany or something else mm-hmm. um I, I don't know I found it quite I kept falling asleep reading the book. I can't lie. Like it was, I was reading, like I said, maybe it's the way I read it at first. I was reading it at first thinking like, I was reading exactly how it was, just, how it was given to me. It's about princes and republics and stuff. I was thinking, and also like I said, <clears throat> I, re- I reject the Renaissance as an idea, <clears throat> as a concept. A as, <laughs> because it's, I just feel like when, when it comes to like, like, um, the great things in the culture of arts and stuff, it's just built on, on, on exploitation. And and that's all things, right? Mm. Like even like mobile phones and everything. Mm. It's built on exploitation. So I find like when we look at Michelangelo and Da Vinci and all that kind of stuff, and then the 16th Chapel and all shit, it's all paid with uh, like slavery. And, like, I know. And, yeah, but, but is it possible to appreciate it? Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Okay. That's, Objectively. That's of, I mean, of course. You, of, you would love, if you were in the no, 16th Chapel. No, listen, I'm not saying that this stuff is, like I said, like I'm being like Machiavelli in it. Like he can't choose a side. He's have to be mm. real, but you have to be real. The situation, right? And I feel like this book is something that lived in that time and it, thri- it thrived in that time because it's, I guess, it was talking to me. I don't know. I just can't imagine that whole time being a mess. Anyway, but it's, the, I wouldn't. I think for me, it was interesting read. It was actually interesting conversation we had today. But I, I wouldn't necessarily like share the book with somebody and be like, oh, you should definitely read it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Okay. In my in my opinion, and I, it was it was one of those books that's like oh it's nice to have in my catalogue of knowledge, mm. and it's actually nice to kind of flush out some of these ideas and stuff. Um, and as and as a writer, I would say some moments were quite poetic and also mm. quite cleverly done, like in terms of writing in certain ways. So like it will like forever be present. It's almost like that that film, um, everything everywhere all at once. Like it's just like it will always be relevant because it's just like it's not mentioning it's not directs at anybody specifically but it's like quite general mm. in, one, yeah. in one universe you're Nicholas Machiavelli <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah but, um, maybe 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 that's the source of the and he's sitting the down there like critiquing Kende like, <laughs> <laughs> on his podcast <laughs> yeah this podcast um, for me I would say 8 8 out of 10 um, I think I, I'm not opposite of you Maybe I'm, I've got rose-tinted glasses and I romanticise that period a bit too much, but I love Renaissance art. Um, when I when I was quote unquote an artist. Um, oh, you still are an artist, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. More fi- like fine art though. When I was like actually drawing, and I didn't have like a ten-year art block. But um, did you say ten years? Yeah, man. It's Jesus. Bad. That's, it's very odd. I That's a decade. To, yeah. Maybe like D'Angelo, bro, after the movie. Because it was 2013 <laughs> since I last read something. But um, going back to the rating, I I think it was, yeah, it was, I would recommend this book. I love that period of time. Like, it was like the beginning of the Renaissance period. I love the historical, God. you know, um, throwbacks when he's like dropping all his names. Like, 
Give me a, give me a bit of a, a bit of stiffy, Mike. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, 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 that's why I chose the book because I, 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 and can't lie, like I really paid attention to some of um, the things he was saying in terms of like how to navigate situations when you are in power, when you are in leadership mm. roles. Because I think that's something I do aspire to just individually mm. and see of myself one day mm. you know so i i did really pay attention to like keeping your enemies close or mm. like knowing when to actively like confront a rival like mm. never having someone who's more powerful than you on your team so um, mad yeah man i can't know i was writing some notes <laughs> <laughs> like, lenin like, yeah i'm dead yeah <laughs> yeah like, this is Ruben back when he was 28 <laughs> It's like back biography is like 48 now it's like some Putin kind of roles. I, I guess it, <laughs> I guess it's a question though like yes or no would you use this like this book information from the book today would you mm. use it in day to day life not day to day life in your work life yes yeah. moving forward to be fierce yeah. and love at the same time joking <laughs> <laughs> no but it's really weird bro what you were saying about having um, like not not having a man move to your girl in front of you that is based partly in fear because if I someone just toxic masculinity no it's oh my god that. you know what anyways go which on. book <laughs> are you reading next which book are you reading next yeah, go on, go on. Uh, next book boom James Baldwin yes finally Giovanni's Room ah yes bro so oh, I, I'll read the blurb yeah and um I listen so I, I can't lie to you I started reading this book I got chapter 3 but yeah. I said nah the man the man need to read can't. this too Kind of it's kind of sick. Anyways, the book goes, at the back goes, <clears throat> David, a young American in the 1950s Paris, is waiting for his fiancée to return from the vacation in Spain. But when he meets Giovanni, a handsome Italian barman, the two men are drawn into an intense affair. After three months, David's fiancée returns, and denying his true nature, David rejects Giovanni for a, fair, for a safe future as a married man. Safe is in quotation marks. Mm. His decision eventually brings tragedy. Full of passion, regret, and longing, this story of a fated love triangle has become a landmark in gay writing. But its appeal is broader. James Baldwin caused outrage as a black author writing about the homosexuals. Yet for him, the issues of race sexuality and personal freedom were eternally entwined. Mm. Beautiful. That sounds that sounds really really really, really I can't cool. lie, I got to I got to don't know is is the way he writes. No of but I'm not gonna say anything else. This is gonna be my first James Baldwin as well. So, oh I'm surprised about that. Yeah. But um shit really. Um yeah man that's a very good fucking book. I feel like it's not it's not very big. It's not very big. It's apart the prince and Giovanni's room. Good and there's kind of a weird maybe it's a weird link between them I don't know it's quite cool it's not a book club podcast 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 at all it's a book club it's not a book club podcast